and we're back with a playoff edition. And I think the world's favorite guest back on the island. Welcome, Eldon. Boom. Very glad to be here, boys. For the right reasons again. Now (laughs) fighting for for a title. I am hopeful that this can come. Uh, Maybe this is the year. So even though to be recording and talking about future events is never a good thing. So hopefully it's not going to be a jinx against myself, but, but happy to be here, boys. Oh, man. We're happy to have you, man. We're, we're really excited to see what this weekend holds. I'm not excited. I actually want this thing to end so terribly bad. I hate fucking fantasy football. But it's, I'm so happy for you and your team. It's so good. Well, yeah. it, it was until COVID hit. No, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. If I have a team to, uh, to set my lineup, for this week, maybe I'll be in a good spot, but that's there's a big if between now and then. Oh man, I got I forgot to put that in the pre-pro sheet. Everybody, strap in. We're gonna have a very interesting conversation about the competitive advantages and disadvantages of complementary COVID uh, exposures. But we got a little bit of a COVID bowl coming in mind in Eldon's matchup, but we'll have a chance to talk through that as we get into that section. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves though. Eldon, you had a very big win in your playoff matchup. It must have felt neat. I think you were already in Brazil for it. I'd love to hear about the experience. Yeah, I've been in Brazil. Well, no, actually, yeah, I I landed on Saturday. So uh, for most of the week or for the defining moments of the week I was here, Mm -hmm. it's always an interesting experience to watch NFL from here. One, because time zone doesn't help. So all of those games end quite late. We're two hours ahead of Eastern time here. Uh, Two, actually the commentators and all the narrators from espn brazil are much better than anyone in the us i think they know way less about the game but they care way more uh (laughs) so there's just a lot of emotion like all of those cliches that you see when people are just broadcasting soccer games they apply to nfl uh in moments that (laughs) sometimes are not really connected to what is happening in the game but it's just a, a good experience so uh glad to be here we, we actually ended up getting to tuesday and by the way like a, a, a double header on tuesday night uh something uh, sort of new um yeah. but but I, I wasn't playing for much on tuesday so i was actually more intrigued by what was happening on the chadwick p uh yeah. matchup <laughs> but but it, it was a good experience i think it was good luck charm to be here and hopefully uh for this next week will be the same yeah i um I, we have so much to talk about with the Chadwick compete thing in a, in a segment that I think most can probably predict which segment that'll be in. Um, the matchup with Mo was basically over before it started. You have, it, it um, was. And quite honestly, like I, I, yeah. I, I actually did not watch the Thursday night game, uh, but maybe it was just my presence that intimidated Mo because I was actually in Chicago on Thursday. Mm. Uh, and then I think because Mo and his team just felt my presence there. They maybe were intimidated by any gotta be different it. outcomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then on, on the scoring itself, I actually, so so I was on a, on a company holiday party and we were ending dinner and it was the first time I checked the app and it was actually, the game was, uh, fourth quarter was about to end, mm-hmm. but the Chargers were still ahead. So I think the Chiefs were driving. And then I checked and I had, 30 points, I think, uh, between Mahomes and Kelsey and 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 Butker. And then 
half an hour later, I checked and I had 70 points. I said, oh, yeah, that, that must have been a, a, a good end of the game. Maybe not so good for Mo, but but yeah, I'll take it. That, that's a story that I can just so not relate to. It really <laughs> never happened to me. No, yeah. Michael, you scored 70 points this week. I did. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Over the course of like seven days of games, I scored 70 points. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I think it, I think it was only the righteous outcome. What's crazy about it is like after Thursday, it seemed like it was over. And in truth, like there's a world in which that game could have been pretty tight, right? Like if Goblin doesn't get hurt in the first quarter of that game and Fournette plays the whole game. Do you really think that was a coincidence? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I will stop myself there. I will stop myself. We can move to the Mo side of things. I don't think we need to pick apart any roster decisions he made. I, I, there's not really anything there, but I think we could pick apart some of the post-game bidding decisions he's made. Mm, yeah, mm. I think maybe what we can pick apart, um, oh, is actually not what happened last week, but what happened the week prior to that, when I I ended up beating Mo by one point, and right. then we had a rematch. Uh, and actually, I texted Mo because on on that previous game, I was playing against myself. So I, I don't even remember what the teams were, but I had the defense for one, and uh, I think I had Stafford. So all, all of my points were were going. Uh, we were swinging on the leadership, and then I texted Mo, just saying, "Oh, I'm glad this game doesn't mean anything, but I would be going nuts if I had to win this head-to-head." And I actually hadn't realized at the time that there was a, a matchup implication for uh, the semifinals. Uh, in some ways, I wish I was playing. Tyler and Petey, so I could get another game against them and, and maybe have Stafford prove the right. cause to them. <laughs> but, but, yeah. yeah, now I'm not sure if this is going to happen. We have more things have to go right for that to happen in the end. You know? Yeah, I think you may end up there anyway, to be honest with you, but we can we can save that for later in the show. Um, Michael, any, any quick takes on the Mo matchup, or do you want to start talking about this Mo this insane Mo bidding piece. And I also would like to spend a little time talking about whether this needs to be a rule in our league. It feels like a lot of new rules have emerged. <laughs> well, we have very creative or, or just like unintentionally, like people don't understand the rules, I guess. I'm not, we got to break down the Mo situation here because I really at first thought it was a trolling move. I thought he right. was saying it was a big F you to the league and specifically right. to John who was pretty explicit and saying like, Hey, don't do this. It's kind of fucked up. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm going to splash all the cash I have to take like the most coveted player. Right. Um, yeah. And it was pretty amazing. I fucking love it. I, I mean, I hate it, but I love that it <laughs> happened. The, the thing I like most about it is that Mo had, as we texted about Mo had liked John had gone out of his way to say, make a joke about how he's going against Mo this week. And Mo had liked that message. So Mo yeah. had seen the message. <laughs> it, yeah. just, it, 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 it definitely felt like a throw move because I'm <laughs> literally reading again John's yeah. message. It's another housekeeping item. If you're eliminated from relevant games like me, and this is exactly <laughs> the matchup that Mo was having, and Mo had liked this message, so he knew about it. Don't be a dick and beat on players. Otherwise, FBG and or 2022 auction penalties may be coming your way. So I think it's either a troll or an ask for one of these penalties, you know? Yeah, I think I mean, it's like the first, it's the first ironic like 
that it's like a real like, oh yeah, definitely won't do this. Like maybe it across. <laughs> I think he just thought that he was better than John. John was eliminated from contention, but Mo still had a chance. He could yeah. still get a backdoor <laughs> way into the championship. I don't know how, but there somehow. Let's be clear as day here for everybody that's listening in this league and outside of this league. I know there there are big big numbers in both buckets. Third place is meaningless. There is no meaning to the third place. So while that's directed to you, Chris Riley, Chris yeah. Riley, do you hear that? <laughs> Chris Riley's so proud of his third place finish from last year. Yeah, keep well, talking well, about it. At well, some point in time, it didn't have value because I think we had some. Ago. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah. Well, I don't even remember <laughs> the past we don't gambling pay. era. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the I might have been the Yahoo days, even, but in any event, he couldn't get into the third place game, which he was wrong about. But even if he could, it wouldn't matter. And then I think he started talking about the fourth place game. It is really the <laughs> true nadir of Lowe's yeah. interest and involvement in this league. And then trying to use the safe heaven of in my other league, you know, where all <laughs> rules are allowed. No, Paul, this is not your other league. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty incredible. Um, okay, but we are in favor of, I think, I had I had a way, to, you could tell that I was not at work today because John and I sent about, I don't know, in terms of volume of texts, maybe 120 texts back and forth discussing yes, this that, on a that's, text. That's right. With Michael, in which Michael was not participating, and I hope had it muted. And some of those texts were fairly long. It was all very respectful and, um, you know, just an intellectual conversation. It wasn't an mm -hmm. argument, but it was a lot of time spent on this. It seems like everybody in the league is bought in on, besides Mo, of course, is bought in on if you are eliminated either from the playoffs or the Butler Bowl, your roster should freeze. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's very much my perspective. And I, if you have nothing to gain, right, there's no incremental benefit that you can uh, earn for your team. Yeah. And you shouldn't have the ability to destroy or damage the prospects or potentially increase prospects for other teams that are still in contention, as long as it's, you know, kind of in the season, right? Like if you have a buy, you know, there's like bye week stuff or like whatever you're, you're trying to like position yourself for a certain place in the playoffs, maybe okay but like yeah. i don't think you can do things after you're out of contention that have a direct impact on other contenders in this in the league contenders either for winning or for becoming butler absolutely and if we didn't have a butler bowl right and the bottom six teams were just completely done i think it'd be pretty fucked up if they started bidding on players and yeah. dropping their players that you know make them available it is there a was one year where i i consider i I don't remember if it was last year or the year before uh, I was already eliminated and I thought about creating havoc, not by beating on players, but by releasing all of my, my roster into yeah. the, the waiver wire. No, just for fun. But then I thought of the implications and then my moral standards uh, stopped me from doing that. Right. Your sterling moral standards that we've talked about at some length on this, on yes. this program. <laughs> we, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> okay well um i'm on board with that i think we got a lot of rule changes coming it's going to be a busy off season for john for the council for john or for, for pete for PD, on, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. it's amazing that pete baker could conceivably and i put this at a low percentage but this is a league that the bedrock of this league is this incredibly insular um sort of self-directed haas world 
right? That he is explicitly outside of, and it comes up all the time. It came up even today. And yet we may find ourselves in a place where he's commissioner of this league. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it isn't him, we could actually ask for the guy that uh, is picture on Nick's video, <laughs> the, the folks back up. That is an amazing character. I would love to have him either as a listener, commissioner, or somehow involved. You know, yeah. the, the, that guy I, deserves it. I did not notice that either at first. I'm happy Pete Pete brought that up because I would not have noticed that. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of an ugly doppelganger. I feel like we could find one for every member of the league. <laughs> so what do we think? I don't even have another people shoot. I got such a kick out of Nick's video. I'm so happy they're back. I, I think they probably will be, but I think he did essentially promise to do it again next week. Um, what'd you guys think? I think oh, I it's great. It. And it was a little tighter too, because there's fewer matchups. So I feel like it's the, you know, it is, I think it really was two minutes, um, <laughs> maybe under two minutes. It was good. It was good timing. Um, and, and very well done as always. I think Nick is also just looking fantastic. Right. Looking great. Yep. Yeah, 2022 is going to be his year for sure. Yeah, for sure. It'll be his year in the fantasy context too. We'll and, see. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah. Okay, so I can say whose year 2022 will probably not be, and I can say 2021 has so far not been the year of MPD coming off mm. a couple back to back strong seasons, championship, then a second place regular season finish. I think he probably thought he turned a corner. Um, and even maybe in this season, you probably mm. thought that you were kind of turning a corner as well. And then a truly devastating, I mean, if not for Pete and Chadwick's matchup, you could be a candidate for the next segment. How are you feeling after what must be described as a disappointing first round playoff loss? Yeah, it was, it, it was certainly disappointing, disappointing mostly because Dan's team underperformed. And right. so I actually had a chance to win, right? Like, this was this was nothing about a bad you know, unfavorable matchup or you know kind of any kind of bad luck. Like my team just kind of sucks, and it mostly is because Russell Wilson sucks. Like sure, you know Joe Burrow underperformed, and like Je- you know Justin Jefferson could have gotten more points, and obviously yeah. Devonta Freeman only getting like three points doesn't really help. But like the fact that like Russell Wilson, who in the past has been a top five quarterback every single year, is just bad at football. Like yeah. makes it really, really hard for him to score any points. And then also, you know, I have that stack with DK, which is, you know, really not valuable at all. So it's um it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. It's it's led to some great team names though. So there's that on the plus side. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm actually curious if the Russ DK stack has been overall more valuable than the Tyrod Cooks stack. <laughs> In, in the end, I gotta look it's back. It's a reasonable question at some stage. Yeah, so, yeah, well, certainly. Yeah, if you were to do, yeah, if you were to take team quarterback, even you could mm. still probably have an argument for Texans over Seahawks in that circumstance. But yeah, the thing that I think about when it comes to the Russ and DK stack and, and how tr- abjectly horrible it's been is that was really the plan for you coming in. You didn't it, fall it, into that stuff. No, this was the process. I believe. <laughs> 
<laughs> that I, I and I'm glad you're on, on the show here. Eldon, you, you had DK last year, right? And I had DK last year. I was year, so yeah. jealous. I just fucking love DK. And so I like had my eye on him ever since the you know last season ended. And so it was very much the plan. And the plan was really bad. Um, yeah. so we'll see. I think Russ is gonna be in a different place next season. Hopefully, I won't get tempted to to draft him again. Yeah. Just but, you know, speaking of the the um the stack, by the way, yeah. if I had started Davis Mills who is on my team right now instead of Russell Wilson and, you know, thrown Gabe Dave in there instead of uh, Devonta Freeman, I would have won. And now obviously I wasn't considering doing that, but from an outcome standpoint, it was possible for me to win. Yeah. And, and, and but there's something to be said. I think the stacks have not proven themselves this year. Mm. A lot of the stacks of like that were actually a, a promise uh, failed to deliver. Like when I drafted Tannehill and AJ Brown, also expecting a highly productive stack there. Uh, I think it's fair to say both of them have underperformed, but I was just able Says to- Says the guy who got seven, 70 points out of your stack on Thursday. Well, yeah, but but even, to be honest, like even the Mahomes-Kelsey one, I think this was the, the first game where both were actually uh, on the Fair. plus side. Um, and, and of course, all of these stacks have potential, but they haven't been consistent at all. Um, so yeah, something to be- thought about for next year's draft. Well, I'll say two things. One is that that AJ Brown performance is coming in less than six hours here at this point. So um, get your sort of negative AJ Brown stuff out right now because he's about to absolutely go supernova uh, as he returns from a chest injury and probably hasn't scored more than 10 points in, I don't know, two two or three months. Um, The other thing is just like quarterbacks have been so bad, right? So like, because quarterbacks have been generally really bad, none of those stacks are are, are really stand a chance. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been interesting. I think the other interesting thing, you know, outside of sort of bringing it back to Michael's team specifically is what you've done, Michael, from a sort of team composition standpoint over the last couple of weeks to try to improve that team, or maybe what you haven't done to try to mm. improve that. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks flying around. I saw you picked up, picked up another guy who, Candidly, I'm not even sure I've heard of um, who'll be starting for the Saints this week. You think yep. about using over Russ at this stage, or what? Where, where's your head at there? My head at is is purely. <laughs> um, I, I'm. It, I think you made the comment in the pre-pro sheet that I'm not making a lot of value additive moves, right? Because I'm not right. picking up people that I'm starting. But I right. think there's value in destroying your opponents. And I don't actually know if if Elgato would have started this guy. He probably wouldn't have. He probably would have started Baker. But I don't want to give him the, the option. I don't want to give him the choice. And I want to frustrate him. And right. you know what? It fucking worked. I've already got a text from Gato, and he's pissed. Yeah. He's in a really sour place. And that, right. you know, I'm probably going to lose. But that's worth something. Right. You wouldn't want to let Elgato be able to do the moves that he wants to do because that usually works out so well for him. You want to. Yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should let him have this, <laughs> this, <Yeah>. this book <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, also, before we get out of this segment, we this is a, a classic 27 minute quick take. Michael, no bids from you on any meaningful player, any meaningful bids on Rojo, which you wouldn't mm. want anyway because. Tyler and Petey strategized around your dollar amount. They didn't strategize around Mo's dollar amount, but they strategized around yours. Uh, but you didn't even try to get Justin Jackson. Are we still trying here? Or are you just making sure that you're still a, a sort of 38, 40 regular and getting fitted for the tucks? I, you know, I think that I need 
a new like item in the wardrobe, right? And <laughs> this is a really good excuse to just outfit myself in something fucking fly. And I can yeah. wear it on the boat and I can wear it in this sweet cabin that we're going to get. Right. And it's going to, it's, you know, it's, I'm going to look way better than you guys. So yeah. prepare That's, yourself. Yeah. It's going to be like all hip and like stay in good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to have Elliot help me pick out some sneaks, some <laughs> butler sneaks. <laughs> Yikes. Um, all right, cool. Well, I'm ready to get out of that. We can talk about how bad your team is a little bit more later on, Michael. Um, do you guys want to do a little how's your bucker? Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. How's your butt so um first of all pour one out for the namesake of this segment uh, shockingly i don't know what kind of anti-vax guy harrison bucker is but i'm intrigued i'd sort of thought of harrison bucker as this like country club yuppity yup sort of classic conservative kind of a peacher but i'm not sure that that's even true anymore Right, he's an anti-vax guy. What the hell's going on here? Harrison Bucker's anti-vax. Very disappointing. Yeah, yeah I, man. I, I, I mentioned before, the only upside I see uh, in this entire situation is that I get to have a very literal answer to how's your butker. <laughs> My butker is there, infected by COVID and out of the game. So, <laughs> like, not having my my lucky kicker uh, was not something I was looking for. But, yep, there he is. Yeah. So, what are you gonna do, Eldon? Are you gonna are you gonna put another kicker in there? Or are you just gonna? Oh, you 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 already have someone else, Crosby. I already. Wow. You're cheating yeah. on him. I I desperately hope that he has one of his classic meltdown games and gets you like <laughs> negative one point, and it's the difference in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very possible at, at this point. Like, yeah, if I if I lose because of my kicker, that would be a fitting fitting end to this chapter. Can't believe yeah. you're not using an IR spot for your kicker, man. Come on. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every minute I just have more guys coming on, on IR and getting back. Yeah, you, I don't even you, know what to do with my roster. We do need to maintain some space there. So um, how's your bucker? Easy win for Pete Shearer. Honestly, just Pete Shearer, You know that like time person of the year? Pete Shearer is the person of the league this year. <laughs> he has been at the center of so many things. And now adds just yet another chapter to the story here with what can only be described as a heartbreaking, heartbreaking first round Butler Bowl loss. Were you both able to watch live? I know it would have been very late for you, Eldon. Oh, no, I was definitely following it live. Uh, <laughs> and, and, man, I, I think what I, I remember. So the year that I, I was Butler, uh, there was one defining moment, which was Tyler Lockett having a zero catch game uh, on on the week that was was set the playoffs, and then I lost the matchup for less than one point. So yeah. any catch that Lockett had would have put me in the playoffs and avoided the the whole Butler thing. And then when I lost that, I just I saw it three weeks in advance that my fate was set. That is exactly what I felt for Pete. He had a team that, in the most unexpected ways, put up a very decent uh, scoring. And Huntley being QB1 for the weekend, starting for him, said, oh, man, this this is your chance to escape. He drank, he drank, he drank Chabot's milkshake. 
the classic drinking of the milkshake there yeah exactly and then to see that happening i think this is just the gods giving him the 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 two-week notice you know <laughs> saying like this, <laughs> here you are my friend there's no escape out of that so i'm doubling down on my bad for being butler god i hope you're right i mean the other yeah. thing other than the huntley thing which was incredible was brandon cooks who was you know part of this trade that he gets lampooned for for the last several weeks and then cooks yeah. just comes out and has has a monster game a much better game than than just jefferson i don't need to tell you that michael um, <laughs> well I, I would say that on sunday at 7 30 p.m eastern Michael texted Pete and I and simply Huntley, man, to which Pete said, dollar sign, dollar sign. I made a joke about that's why you trade Taysom. Pete says, such a clutch Brandon Cook's day to boot. That was Sunday. Pete's flying high, right? I mean, Pete's 100%. And of course, this being a week of jinxes and reverse jinxes, I get a text Tuesday. 45 p.m. that says if ever there was a time to have a guest on for the third is the quintessential how's your butker per my definition <laughs> yeah and, and i think there's there's a uh a pinch of salt of cruelty for it to happen on a tuesday you know yeah. so you had to wait from thursday right. to tuesday to see the outcome and for it to come on the final play of a meaningless game right. yeah I feel bad for Pete, but I think the league is just rejoicing this this moment and in anticipating a glorious moment of service in our lake house uh, right. over the summer. Yeah, well, yeah, we're all certainly hoping for that. I will give Pete credit for you know still trying to figure out how the waivers work, but asking the question and trying to get yeah. back on that waiver wire and pick up some players, um, unlike yeah. you know other other teams in the league. So good for him <laughs> for that. <laughs> All the luck in the world here going forward, but I'm kind of with all Don. I think this is a, this is a, a albatross that's kind of hanging around his neck. Some death death lingers behind him, no doubt. Um, all right, you want to get out of How's Your Butker and into a little What's My Name before we look ahead to the week to come? Yes, sir. Let's do it. What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Dynamite. So What's My Name? This has been a little bit of a, of a quiet time, right? And there's a... You could graph this, right? There's a sort of initial fervor, or there's maybe like two to four teams right after the season starts are going, boom, new roster. What are my opportunities here? What's my new name? What's going to be my persona this season, or at least for some portion of the season? That begets more names, right? So names beget more names early on. You get, you're sort of getting a nice upward curvature, and you're getting real frenzy. You're talking four name changes in a given week, sometimes five name changes mm -hmm. in a given week. They're referential. They're self-referential. They're referring to references, right? Like it's really, it's all popping off. And then you get to sort of uh, plateau and then it's off as you get to maybe the, the third quarter of the season when people are really trying to hunker down, make a playoff run. They've used all their good ideas. They've seen other folks really, for their erstwhile attempts at good names. And so we hit sort of a, a, a doldrum there. I'm thinking this, we were coming back now. Maybe the teams that have been eliminated are saying, how can I express myself? I can't express myself via roster. 
how do I express myself via team name? Or the folks that have been guilty for a long time of not changing their name are coming around. And I think, Michael, that, that was true of both you and me um, this week. We both feel a little pressure to, to move it around. Maybe you need to get some demons out with your new name. Yeah, that's definitely how I was feeling. Just kind of needed a, a new vibe, a new look for the team. Um, and also just vent some frustration, right. which is what I was, was hoping to accomplish with this new name. Cool. So let's hear it. Let's have you read it. Let's have uh, Eldon give his reacts and then we'll sort of grade it. Um, we'll grade it one to 10 and then we'll move on. Yeah, sure. So my old name was Return of Russ Fingers and Butts. And the new name is So Sick of Vi Russ. Right. Right. Eldon, right. How do you, what, what, are the, um, what are the layers that you're seeing to that cake? How are you feeling about it? Well, I, I'm I'm gonna start with the positives, and and I love the this is chapter three of our beloved Franklin Russell saga. Uh, every time we can find ways to have him involved in our league, that's that's an, an automatic A to me. So love it. I love the the new team logo. I think this is uh, a very important detail that can be missed. And yes. yeah, man, Franklin. What a guy, you know. So it just makes me happy to see him, even if he's throwing up here. So <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely uh, seeing this name on the plus side. I got to say, out of the three chapters, this is not my favorite. I think the original one, uh, as it is with most uh, trilogies, is probably the, the one that I like the most. But um, highly appreciative of the, the continuation of the story and, and, and a new yeah. twist uh, with a friend. Franklin Russell. So to me, I would say it's an A minus just because it yes. isn't my favorite, but it's in the A category. Yeah, I, I, I that. on the same page there. I think the only thing that didn't come up there is not only sick of Russell, but we this name comes amid the resurgence, the Omicron variant, which has interrupted my plans. It's thrown a little bit of a wrench into your. You're sick of the virus here. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this. I would say absent Omicron, if things had continued as they were, I would be like, COVID's kind of old news, dude. Like it's a little <laughs> lame to be saying you're sick of it. But in context, I think it gets another layer sort of real life reference there. So that's very nice, Michael. Well, good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that all the, you know, all the aspects of the name were easily recognizable. This is certainly yeah. not as, I agree with you, Eldon. It's not as good and, and not as sort of, layered as my first name devastation of russ's handholding uh but i still i still am very uh proud of this one and yeah. um yeah and i hope that this virus is gonna end soon it's gonna end yeah soon. definitely would you if you had your choice okay yeah. listen just be honest with yourself you yeah. could end covid uh-huh, uh-huh. Or you could end your fantasy season. Which would you choose? Or you that? could end Franklin Russell's handholding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which what is your what is your priority? Would you end COVID the world over, or yeah. would you sooner ensure that your season ends? Let's just put it this way. If I could do it again and choose between drafting, I don't know, Justin Herbert or Josh yes. Allen or having no COVID ever, I would have definitely picked yeah. one of those two studs. I mean, look what they've done for Tyler Petey's team. It's just what a dream of a team. And, you know, COVID's been fine, whatever, not a big deal. But this virus 
is just it's just the worst it is so yeah. painful i can't sleep at night i have a fever all the time you guys right. should see my symptoms the doctor can't even <laughs> prescribe any kind of medicine that's good enough for them so i i just yeah it, it has been just the bane of my existence and there's no yeah. there there's no vaccine there's nothing that cures it there is dude two words ian yeah. book ian book cures <laughs> it get him out of your fucking lineup <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, that's also, I think, a recent record, at least in the last two months, 35, 40-minute mark before some effusive praise for Tyler and Petey's team from Michael. You mm. you really <laughs> appreciate that. I held back. Yeah. All right. So let's go to my name. Um, I This is hot off the presses, as it were. Um, I will read the old name and the new name, and then you guys can have at it. So um, old name was Over Tinker's Bell. Um, the new name is Coupless, a sad little chub. And chub can't be spelled. Chub <laughs> can't be actually written as a standalone word um, in ESPN's name thing because it is flagged as inappropriate language for them. So mm -hmm. chub actually spelled out as individual letters with a space. And I also have a custom photo, which is um, some football pants, and then right on the right where the dingle dangle would be, where the cup would be, as it were, just the saddest picture of Nick Chubb I could find. A little, <laughs> yeah, little, little tiny Chubb. <laughs> a little tiny Chubb. It's the smallest <laughs> Chubb. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta start my reactions, Dixie, and. For the same reasons why I kept into this name on the plus side, I had to put this one on the minus side mm -hmm. just because we're now removing the reference to Sarah Bell, another one <laughs> of my beloved characters from NBA. So there's no way a name can top that if it doesn't include the same concept. Uh, but that aside, I think it's, uh, yeah, there's layers to this, you know? So I, I love that you're still remorsing your up trade which we can talk about it i think was a regrettable decision and you would be right i think there's a reference to the little chub who, who knows if this is true or not uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I, so, I try very carefully to keep that that under wraps as uh, so to speak or and literally so yeah 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 so considering that an a is impossible given the cerebell i, I would give you a b plus so yeah. that's good I love it. You know, gentleman's B plus is you're speaking my language for most of my schooling years. Uh, <laughs> B plus. Well, we all we all know that we B school for a reason. No? <laughs> I yeah I I really like the visual that it mm. that it paints right. You know the the lack of a cup on you know on the football pants and just this this like tiny little dick sitting out there just completely impotent incapable yeah. of doing incapable of doing anything it's very fun um and, and clearly speaks to some storylines that that we're, we're talking about although it feels a little premature just yeah. given that you are still a contender right we'll talk about your matchup in a second but you're still very much in it right and you you know, I feel like this would be a good team name if you had just lost, and especially if you had lost to Cup, right? If you had lost to, you know, playing against him. But I, I still think it's very good and, you know, a, a solid B for me. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I think that's about what it, I just needed something new. Um, mm -hmm. And the sort of headline 
of my emotional state right now is regret over over the Chubb trade or sorry the Cup trade. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I think maybe we can just talk about we talk about it right now and and sort of not wait for our matchup discussion on that one, Eldon. Eldon, that is a, mo- a trade that you uh, have some thoughts about that I'm eager to hear. No, I mean, I thought it was a fair trade, but I definitely would have picked Chadwick's side uh, over yours. Like, I I think you you were putting hopes on Saquon that I just felt were hard to materialize. It's hard to trust anyone on, on the Giants. Um, so, and, and the price we're paying, yes, Tariq was maybe number two uh, receiver, but Cup has just been incredible. And we're not even talking about how good looking he is, you know, like just losing that entire uh, momentum for for your team there. So I thought it was an intriguing trade, um, and especially for someone who is as diligent as you and and spend as much time. I was more intrigued by your belief on Saquon uh, coming in and adding value to to your team uh, and accepting to pay that price for it. So. Yeah, I'm happy I'm not facing Cup uh, this uh, this week, I, and, and I can just fully cheer for Stafford and for that that Rams offense to continue flying. But yeah, you know, yeah, was sad little chub. <laughs> yeah, all. I think for me it was about uh, I was choosing Cam over Wentz, and there's no reason to have sort of value burning a hole in my pocket, as it were. Um, and Saquon at the time, Daniel Jones hadn't gotten hurt yet. So they had an actual NFL offense, theoretically. Um, so pretty decent matchups that have gotten worse over time. Um, the trade-off at the time, if I thought sort of cup versus Tyreek rest of year was probably like, I don't know, 55, 45 towards cup. I I don't think you could say at the time that it was like assured that cup was going to keep up the toward pace and um, was going to be definitely better than Tyreek anyway. And there's a world in which from a volume perspective, if that's a functioning offense, Saquon is touching the ball 20 times a game and like six of those are targets or 20 to 25 times a game and six of those are targets. That has not been how it's worked out. Um, But we'll see, right? I mean, Saquon could catch eight balls this week. Yeah. Uh, that might make it worth it. I think the the on the flip side of it, I think the I could sure use Carson Wentz right now, right? Like I would be starting Carson Wentz right now over this weird. I'm probably gonna start Lawrence this week. So I definitely can't. Uh, I think I would defend the process of the trade. It is a risk I took that has not worked out, and Cup has just continued to be. Absolutely. I couldn't even listen to anything. I couldn't read anything or listen to anything this week because it was just like, oh man, Cooper Cup keeps on killing. Is Cooper Cup the MVP? It's like, yeah. fuck all of you. No, shut up. Leave me alone. Yeah, I, I thought part of the, uh, at least this was me speculating, part of the trade also had something to do with your team picking too early. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just, you, you had good results and then all of a sudden the league becomes boring because you're just winning and your roster is set. So let's just move something so there's more emotion. And perhaps that's true. Perhaps that is true. I over tinker. Yeah, that's yeah. Yes. Hey, it's a well-earned reputation. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's get out of the name thing. Let's get into a playoff look ahead. 
let's do this. Last week we did high score, low score, and then talked about the matchups. Listening back, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, so I think what we should do is just talk about the matchups, and then we can do a high score, low score at the end before we head out. And then the last thing I'd like to do, Michael, is a quick review. So give you a heads up on this. Quick mm. review of where people's season-long bets stand mm. who's still in the mix following round one of the loss. How's that sound? Love it. That sounds great. Cool. You guys want to start top of the bracket or to the Butler bracket for the matchup discussions? I would start top. I think there's a lot of tension on, on, on the bottom. Yeah. All right, cool. So we were just talking about my team for a minute. So, you know what? Let's just close out that discussion. Um, Eldon, me versus you. I've gone on record as saying I believe your team is the best in this league right now. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I got to say, I mean – the results of these past four weeks uh, have been from a process perspective, uh, something I appreciate because this is the team structure I was trying to build from day one. And then when I, I couldn't complete that on the draft, it took me a few trades to get to that point. But I think the thesis has been proven itself. I was feeling good about my team, but now Maybe I'll be playing without Kelsey. With uh, I'll definitely be playing without Cook. Butker's gone, and and uh, not having Kelsey and potentially not having Tyreek. Although I know this is a double-sided sword, also indirectly impact Mahomes. So the foundations of my team are actually at stake. So we'll see. We'll see. I think we. It really is a fifty-fifty. Uh, I hope the the pendulum swings to to my side, so I'm I would say I'm cautiously optimistic for yeah. this week's matchup, but not overly confident. Got it. I am I am I'm looking to reverse jinx this in any way I possibly can. I think my team name was a first step towards a reverse jinx campaign, um, and this discussion will be more. I think you got this in bag, dude. Um, I wouldn't even be worried if I were you. I got no chance here, Michael. What do you think? Eldon. Yeah. Can I can I ask you, Michael? So Eldon, we had a very interesting text exchange. I think it was actually us three. Eldon, I, I would love to hear in brief, because we don't have all, all <laughs> you actually tried to make the case that Tyreek sitting and Kelsey playing might be worse for you than it is for me. Which is gotta... one of the more bonkers things I've ever heard. Yeah, I just got to read the headline of one of the top stories in, in our app. It says, Mahomes confident in Gordon if he and Kelsey out. So yeah. if I have to rely on Josh Gordon as being the pass catcher for, for the Chiefs, that is no good. And I think they're, they're going to be playing the Steelers, who have a pretty decent D, and, and who knows, I mean, they, they fluctuate. Well, I mean, if you take what they did last week, I think it's uh, they, they're capable of stopping a team, especially if the team is playing just an obvious game plan. And that's the whole situation I'd like to avoid is just the Steelers knowing that every pass will be throwing Kelsey's way. And then all of a sudden, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like we just have everyone on Kelsey, Mahomes not doing anything. We've seen that is a, a, a possible outcome. Like yeah. it's been an inconsistent stack. So I think, of course, not having like, Hill would be awful to face. But I, I also strongly dislike 
Dane directing backed off not having him on the team because uh, I think he makes the Chiefs way more predictable. And and I don't like when, when this happens. Yeah, it does. They're pretty predictable as it is, right? They only throw to two guys. Um, but, and But they got Byron Pringle. They got McCole Hardman. I mean, these are all studs. You That's know, right. you got to watch out. Yeah, I, I would put forth that whenever Tyreek scores, Mahomes scores less, but still scores. Yeah. Whenever Mahomes scores, it is not true that Tyreek scores. So inherently, uh, there's a structural disadvantage there. That would mean that if Tyreek doesn't play, I, I would consider myself, I would personally, not to be too poor pitiful, consider myself worse off than you in that circumstance but no but but, but I, I never I, I don't think i said i th i thought this was better for me than for you i just thought right. that having tariq out was yeah. also a scenario i didn't like in isolation so, i totally agree right so yeah. if you weren't playing against tariq and you're, you're, you're looking me. at yeah yeah right if, if you're like oh man tyreek's gonna be out this sucks for mahomes right. but the fact that he doesn't have tyreek like one of his best players and yeah. kind of the it has a the cooper potential cup level wide high. receiver some some would say a cooper cup level wide receiver yeah but but, but i look at, at dixon's like i'm looking at dixon's roster right now with yeah. tyreek not in it and i think the replacement pieces you had there are at least very decent so yeah. the, I, I don't think this is a tragedy I'm not getting a zero. I'm not getting a zero in that spot. Yeah, so I think it's bad for both. Uh, in a way, of course, it is worse if you can't start someone there, but it's, I, I'm not going to be uh, lighting fireworks because Tariq isn't playing because I think it, it hurts me as well. Right, right, right. Um, well, Dalvin's not going to play. I'm hoping that that yeah. I'm hoping that Madison is some some not not this season Madison, but more like last season Madison. Yeah, if he has long COVID, you know, and just can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think at the end of the day, I would prefer to have your roster than mine. This could break a, a bunch of different ways. I think I'm not super excited about having a million 49ers on my team. Um, weird choice by me. Uh, so we will see. I probably will only start Kittle, and um, who knows, at the, at the end of tonight, perhaps I will have 70 points at the end of the Thursday night football game. Um, yeah. and looking pretty going into the weekend. Uh, on the other side of the playoff bracket, we have the, I think, you know, uh, it's also an interesting game, a little less explosive in my view. Um, but Michael, your favorite team against mm. Nico, who's been certainly a league favorite in terms of championship picks this season. How do you th see this breaking out? Let me guess. You think Tyler and Petey are going to win? Yeah, but only on heart alone, right? Like, I don't think it has to do with their matchups. It's really just on on kind of what they bring to the league and what specifically Pete brings as a non-Hossie. Um, yeah. So that's really that's really what it comes down to. Uh, no, they, I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit tough. I, I think it's going to be a very close game. You know, they're obviously plugging in their newly acquired assets uh, of Ronald Jones, which will be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, Deontay Foreman's a big – yeah, very controversial. Deontay Foreman, big question mark for me. I, you know, I I don't know what to expect from that roster spots. Well, I guess we'll see tonight. Um, I, you know, the the Knicks squad is very good, right? And and Jonathan Taylor and Kyler Murray can each put up thirty plus points. Um, and I, you know, I, I think it's going to be close. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, uh, Eldon. Yeah, I'm. I mean. 
I I like Nick's roster. We, we've discussed this previously. I think it's it's almost a unanimous opinion that this is a roster that can explode any given week. I don't think this is that week though. I I I don't know what's the line for the Colts Cardinals game. I actually think this could be a pretty low scoring game. In in the end, like you know, I see a scenario where both teams just fail to to explode, and then if that's the case, uh, I think uh, Tyler and Petey do have a chance. Even though they are betting on some questionable assets as well, like I think everyone is high on on Rojo. I don't know if his like what what happens there and the pieces that MPG mentioned. Like even feeling coming back, we don't know how that's going to play out. So yeah. there are, there are questionable uh, pieces here, but I think if I had to take a vote now, I would go Tyler and Petey. Yeah, I'm going to set this thing at uh, eight and a half. Uh, Tyler and Petey's, and I think they end up winning 103 to like 94. Mm, I think it's a low, low, low score. Indeed, indeed. In fact, I should have said for our game, Don, Eldon, I'm going to make you a 4.6 point favorite um, coming in here. So, so uh, guys, get your bets in. I didn't get any last week. Um, I don't Weird. know if that was a tech issue or just people were busy, but. The the spreads these are live so um, these are these are live spreads no big bets so um, so go ahead and and get them in I'll I'll post them on the group me after um, okay let's go to the Butler side and uh, and we'll take on the a team has no name versus bollocks oh no those guys won right no yeah. should we I yeah, mean they're yeah. playing they're playing for what for seventh place yeah well. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I'm sorry. I forgot to discuss Mo and, and Mo and John's matchup. Um, <laughs> all right, so we'll go to uh, let's do Michael's matchup first. Then um, Gato versus um, F Russ. Michael, you start. How are you playing? Do you would you like a reverse jinx? I think we can do double reverse jinxes on the show. They don't reverse each other, as far as I know. Let, I am I am not looking forward to this. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be pretty bad. I I am getting a couple of lucky swings my way in terms of some COVID news that's come out and, and Taysom not playing. I I don't think Eckler is going to be playing, although I'm not sure if that's confirmed or not. Um, and obviously, not having those guys in in um, Elgato's lineup is good for me. But my team is really bad. And when you have a bad team, you don't score a lot of points. And when you don't score a lot of points, it's it's typically not always, but it's typically hard to win. Yeah. And so that's that's been a challenge that I've been been really thinking about a lot. Um, and you know, there's kind of nothing I can really do about it. I could pick up people on the waiver wire, but that seems like a lot of work. So I think I'm just going to kind of double down on. Uh, do you guys know this Russell Wilson guy? I, I'm going to start him this week with confidence. I love it. I love it. Yeah. With confidence is a is a phrase that's hard to believe. Uh Eldon, what do you what do you make of this matchup? Uh I like NPD side. I think the virus is gonna be the the saving grace. Yeah. Um I don't I don't like the Gato's matchups uh for, for this weekend. And I do think even though you, your team didn't perform NPD when you previously discussed your thesis about having uh, players with upside, I think they will go your way. Uh, I like Justin Jefferson. I like Mike Williams against Houston, and I think the Russ DK stack could be could prove 
of value to you uh, this week. So I'm on your side here. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping my hand a little bit um, before we get to the high score, low score. I see this as two teams that will both be uh, below triple digits from a score standpoint. Um, but, uh, but I do see Michael edging this one out. I, I think Chris is in a lot of trouble from a matchup and COVID standpoint. Um, so Michael, I'm going to set you as a, let's call it, um, geez, a 7.7 point favorite. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Dynamite. Um, let's get to the last actual matchup, which is, uh, Scotty C S Kreider. Uh, against Pete, the team of destiny here, or the butler of destiny. Um, I will start this time with you, Eldon. What is your take on this matchup? Uh, I, I gave my hot take. I, I, I think the gods have already set our butler uh, yeah. for this year. And, and I mean, Pete's team, of course, he still doesn't have his lineup fully set, but I see the projection at 86 points uh, right now on, on our app. That can't be good. Uh, Huntley is likely not going to play, which means Pete will only have one viable uh, QB, and that is Big Ben. Um, so I don't, I don't like this. I think Scotty has a decent team. I think, uh, I mean, considering the circumstances, but thinking about the message we received last week with the Goddard's reception, this goes Scotty's way. Yeah. Uh, you said one quarterback. Uh, he, he's got Chad Henney. On his bench, uh, I assume he'll, he'll be plugging him in. I, I mean, if you're going to give me a hard time for picking up at least starting quarterbacks, Dixon, you're you're not going to throw some of that shade, uh, Pete's well, way. Well, you're there. You're getting there first. He's picking up table scraps. <laughs> Although he did get Tim Boyle. Let's be clear. Tim Boyle could be getting a start if if Jared Goff is uh, is too COVIDy to play. That's uh, true. That's but he true. probably won't get he probably won't get that that uh, Tyler Huntley lift from Tim Boyle. I, I would imagine. No. Um, one of my favorite parts about this matchup is when you look at it in ESPN, it shows previous matchups. Um, and these two teams have played uh, each other twice before. And the dead cat bounce house Haas has won both of them pretty decidedly. Um, and I think it's going to be a three peak. I think it's going to be three and oh for the bounce house. Um, I think Scotty's going to take this one and we will see Pete in the Butler final. Yeah, I am. Um... Uh, it's always hard to beat a team three times, right? They always say it's very difficult to beat a three team a team three times in this circumstance where there's no actual. It's totally random to the point that somebody could have schedule luck that keeps them around two wins they deserve every year. Um, yeah. That's what's important. Uh, I see Scott as as really being a strong favorite in this game. I'm going to set the the line at fifteen, even fifteen points. I have Scott as a favorite at here. I don't I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. Um, okay, lovely. So we've just, just done all that. Let's quickly, be, for the FPGs and for posterity, hit high score, low score, and then let's get the fuck out of here uh, and uh, get ready for the A.J. Brown and George Kittle laser show, which starts in just under five hours. So, right. Eldon, Eldon. Uh, yeah, high score. High score for the week. I'll go with myself. I love it. Stole my pick. Doubling down. Wow. Respect. All right. Michael, well, there's a few more teams out there you could pick if you wanted. 
a lot of teams. I could go with my team again. That did not work last week. I could go with Dixon, the co-host team. But I think I'm going to go with – there's this team, um, Tyler and Petey. <laughs> yeah, enough said. Enough said. Um, okay, I'm going to go with – I don't love my options. Um, so I'm going to go with myself. Uh, I would pick <laughs> – were, were I able to go first, I would have picked Eldon as well, which would have been, I think, a sweep. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I, I will go with myself begrudgingly, my second favorite team to score the highest points this week. Let's go low score, Rodrigo. Uh, it's going to be Elgato to me. Yeah, just there's going to be some low fucking scores in the Butler bracket this week. I hope you're right. Um, I'm going to – I'll do the reverse jinx. I'll pick myself. Oh wow! And I will take the proverbial free square with uh, with Pete's team for low score. By the way, Pete did pick up a couple FBGs last week. He picked Eldon for high points. That was correct. Picked John for low points. That was also correct. So he will be dishing those out at the lake house uh, in a couple months. High points of of participating teams. I would like the record to show that where I'd have set a lineup, I I would have had the highest score last week. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Many years uh, in that week. sentence. Not this week, but, uh, <laughs> but last week would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just another comment. Nick has been picked by five teams to win, uh, followed by Dixon, who has three picks. And then Tyler and Petey have one. And Eldon has a single pick as well. Wow. That seems out of whack. Out of whack. Out of whack. And then me and Pete both have four picks to be the butler. Riley and Scott each have two picks. Wow. So you each have four. They each have two. So 12. All There are only 12. Oh, there are 13 total picks. So only And I think, I think John picked twice. Oh, do we counted both of John's picks? Probably. Yeah. I, I, my formula is not very sophisticated. <laughs> so there are 14 picks and 12 of them are uh, for Butler or of the teams that are still competing for Butler. That's correct. And the, the two incorrect are both for Mo. One was Eldon in week two. Um, yeah. And then yeah. the, and the other was, no, that was Nico. That was Nico for, for Mo. And then John picked Mo in his first pick. Got it. Man. Well, you know, maybe we're not so bad at this. <laughs> we're good at picking the losers, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I wish everybody luck, um, except for maybe Eldon. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm ready for, Eld- for an Eldon season too. You know what I mean? I think I'm far less clenched than I was back before I was a title winner. So mm. – does happen to be Eldon, I will root for you to take it all the way, my friend. I, I appreciate that, Dixie. I'm, I feel like I'm hedged on this matchup as well since I had picked you as, as a season winner. So I, I think that evens our chances here. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Can I switch my pick to Eldon still or no? Is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, MPD. Wish you luck, man. Any last words from your side? No, man. Let's go, Ross. Let's go run. Boom. All right. Have a good See you guys. Day. All right, gents. Merry Christmas to you all. Good to all of us. And yeah.